With a look back over the weekend sports action, this is Full Time on KCLR with Sinead Kyo. Welcome along to Full Time. It's Sinead Kyo here back with you again for another edition of Full Time. Hope you're all doing well on this Monday evening. So much has happened since we last spoke. The Kilkenny Senior Camogie team, of course, are true to another All-Ireland final after an epic encounter with Galway. I'm going to be speaking to KCLR Camogie commentator Martin Quilty in just a second, but just to tell you what else is coming up on the show today. I couldn't let Full Time go by without speaking about Brian Cody departing as Kilkenny manager after 24 years. I'm going to be getting the outside perspective from Galway legend Cyril Farrell a little bit later on in the show and I'm also going to be speaking to nine-time All-Ireland winner as well uh, Noel Hickey. Uh, so that's all to come a little bit later on in the show and we'll be speaking to Jared Doyle as well, PRO for Carlo about everything that's happening in the local hurling scene down in Carlo. So before before we, we get to all of that, I'm joined now in studio by Martin Quilty. Martin, I have to say, absolutely amazing match uh, that took place at the weekend between Galway and Kilkenny. But we, we never expect anything less when these two teams meet, do we? We knew it was going to be tough uh, after the day in Athenroy. But uh, yeah, my God, what a... What a game, you know, I mean, realistically, it should have really been the final, you know, when you were looking at game one, albeit we were shouting for Waterford and hoping that they'd, uh, they'd beat Cork, but just the standard in the second game, like, it was phenomenal, the hits, the block, and, you know, everything, it, it just had everything, it was immense, it was epic, and it was great to actually just be there, and to be able to commentate on it, and just get the wind then Sinead was even better again like you know the arch rivals Galway you know we're, we're starting to come up the, the ladder a little bit now they kind of got the upper hand of us in Crow Park with a, a couple of final losses but yeah no we, yeah. we've come back but yeah what a game what a game and that's definitely going to stand to them in good stead as well you know um, getting a win over the reigning All-Ireland champions and now they face Cork now in two weeks time but you mentioned it there uh, Martin you know you were talking about their steeliness and the hooking the blocking the flicks that is a real kind of um, you know that's that's part of that Kilkenny team now this year it is know? the new team you yeah. know Brian Dowling really has set something in there's a group of girls there now that would I'd say nearly die for one another on the field um, they don't panic they're nice and easy you know they'll just take a couple of scores and then all of a sudden they'll come up with something magical spectacular out of the blue and I'm naming Laura Murphy on that because who would have believed that Laura Murphy would find herself where she was last Saturday in front of the Hill 16 end and putting a ball exactly to the same spot Denise Gall did back in 2020 at the same goal to win the All-Ireland against Galway as well. You just couldn't script it, Sinead. I know, and that's what I was actually just going to bring that up to you now, uh, Laura, like, and coming up from wing back, wasn't it? She started wing back and she was uh, moved then out to midfield then at the start of the second half and she had been running all game and was playing brilliant in fairness the backs were immense um, the whole team was very good but the backs just they really were solid uh, and I put Aoife Norris in on that as well I mean four fantastic saves including the penalty uh, brilliant but uh, Laura just to, to get up I think Brian said afterwards he was nearly shouting at her to put the ball over the bar no one is expecting her to go for it but it just goes to show there's, there's a bit of ruthlessness there at long last in these girls you know and they really want to go for the juggler and by God when we needed a score like that she popped up she got it and fantastic goal 
and that's it like if you pop up from wing back and, and you don't get the goal when you go for it you know they'll be shouting and screaming from the sideline why didn't you just take your point but look she, she got the goal uh, yeah anyway. but you have to be brave you do you have, you have to, to be, be brave. brave yeah you do um, but no you mentioned there you mentioned Martin the, the defence and I think that was that was the one thing you know that really stands out about that match as well they just made Galway's life so difficult didn't they well they did I mean in fairness uh, Siobhan McGrath was probably giving Grace a small little bit of a torrid time in the opening couple of minutes um, Grace missed a, a ball that was coming across unlike her that Michelle had to give away the penalty but the second half Grace was immense like Siobhan McGrath got on very little ball um, she didn't score at all uh, from play as fact I don't think she got air score at all looking at my notes here um, I mean the defence really really got on top of everyone I suppose Galway in the same way Miriam if you look at the score sheet Miriam didn't score at all on Saturday and that's due to the tangle that she had with Sarah Dervin back full back like they kind of nullified and neutralised one another to, but it was an epic battle to be watching the two of them in it but um, no the, the backs were immense every one of them all the way from Aoife Michelle Tien name player of the game you know Aoife Norris could have got it she played so well but Tiffy Fitz as well for such a young girl in her first All-Ireland semi-final you know to be put in at the deep end um, they were they were just immense brilliant I have to I have to say every one of them and they were they really deserve to be back in the final and, and Martin they were two down at half time were you worried at all like no sure we were four down and Nathan Roy yeah. Yeah, no. So, I mean, we we knew that they had it. They came back with four down in Athen Roy. Done the same thing. Came out in the second half up there. Got two very quick goals. You know, the the second one was immense. But there's, uh, Denise just flicked the ball straight over to Miriam. Miriam buried it. Same thing the other day. You know, you wanted Laura Murphy to step up or someone to get a goal. She did. They went ahead and they just never looked back from there. And as soon as they got ahead... Sineadian knew they weren't giving it up they were they were sore they were sick after last year's semi-final losing out to Cork they wanted to be back into another All-Ireland final and now you mentioned Cork uh, so the, the enemy Cork, the, the enemy, enemy. The enemy. <laughs> you would have liked to have got Waterford in the final would you? Uh, look it, it would have been great I mean um, Kakenny Cork Galway they've all been there like with the last number of years either one trading blows to see who was going to get it. We played Cork in 2018 in the final last. They pipped us by uh, a point, probably a dodgy point that was at that as well. But uh, that's history and that's done and dusted. But for the neutrals, you know, and to have Waterford, Waterford brought great support to uh, to Crow Park on Saturday. They would have brought the same. But for two locals, they've never been a, a Waterford Kilkenny All Ireland final at Camogie level at senior. Um, I mean, Waterford's only all Ireland final was in 1945 would you believe it because no Leinster team was allowed to take part in the all Ireland final that year and Waterford got the boy into the final oh. crazy yeah. yeah no I yeah. didn't know that that was the reason because I, I had didn't heard either, yeah, but, um, Mary that they Mo- hadn't been in it in such a long time but yeah. I didn't know that no that they was did the- Mary Moran's book um, in fairness she kept so many scrapbooks with it and brought out a book of Camogie um, and I was actually just doing a bit of research for her last week and Sheila Donoghue who's the chair down in Waterford now actually sent me on a, a couple of snippets of the pages so the last semi-final was 1959 when they uh, they lost out to Mayo, I think it was, if I'm not mistaken. But their only All-Ireland final was 1945. Got a boy into it because no Leinster team could participate in the All-Ireland Championship. Well, I Funny. Actually, 
It is very, very funny. Um, but I do have another guest in here with us in studio, L- Lillian Houlihan. Uh, Lillian is a little bit radio shy, but I, I know that she's going to be more than happy to talk to me just today. Just a little bit, Sinead. Because she's extremely excited. I, I think you said just off air there, Lillian, you've never been as excited for an All-Ireland final. No, just I don't know what it was about Saturday. It was just, I think it was the anticipation of it. But I mean, as Martin said, the difference between the first and the second match was immense. The difference in physicality, in pace, in skill was just, it was tremendous now. It really was. And you knew from the get-go that our girls were up for, for a good fight. And likewise, with the Athen Rye match, I felt that Galway were late out of the dressing room again as they were in Athenryde and they were sluggish coming out across the field and they looked kind of half done in and I said it to him in Athenryde You did They look knackered mm-hmm. but the same thing happened Saturday I just watched them because I was watching to see were there any changes at half time and they just looked sluggish walking across the pitch and our girls just bounced out and were out early they didn't have to be called out I was waiting for the ref actually to call for Galway to come out again on Saturday. They just seem to be dithering a bit around. That's brilliant that they just kind of ooze that confidence. Um, the quarterfinal though worked to them magically. Oh, yeah, you know, definitely. The, yeah. the, the extra game stood to them. Their fitness level towards the end of the match had to go on to even extra time. We would have won the match an yeah. extra time mm-hmm. if needed. Fitness level was immense. But yeah. it's and great I bear in back. mind that the previous week in Semple was huge because it was so warm it was absolutely stiflingly warm at the the quarter final and you'd be expecting it to take more out of them than it did I was kind of worried a little bit at the start of the match was it going to tell but it didn't they just bounced out it was it it actually did stand to them they needed it and it stood to them Well look it's great stuff now Kilkenny into another All-Ireland Camogie final in two weeks time Um, Martin Quilty Lillian Houlihan thanks so much for joining me today I have to say one thing Sinead just very quickly before you go because I know you're bringing it up about Brian Cody uh, later on um, a, a kind of a shock to us all when we discovered his above and crow park like after 24 years that he's gone but I mean Brian has been around camogie teams Elsie was a great camogie player Seth you would know being Wexford a yellow woman, belly yeah. yeah I mean he had to go to Wexford to find a good woman of to bring back did. to Kilkenny <laughs> um, but I mean Brian has been there with our minor teams he's after giving him talks including uh, last year's All-Ireland win he was there with him before us I know he's been in around the senior girls as he well he met the minors this year he as met well. the minors this year I mean he's been so Reliable. I won't say he's he has been reliable any time we've but asked he's him. Been but so accommodating yeah. with everything, and even down to days that we might have a home match in Nolan Park, and he might want to train. He's told the lads to let the let He'd the women have it. their have the dress the good dressing rooms. Let them have the pitch. We'll move our training to suit the the camogie match. He's been and he's been a pleasure to deal with and around yeah. and just pure an absolute gentleman. gentleman. Yeah. That's that's such a lovely tribute. Thanks so much for. Well, that. he has done so much for camogie, not just GA. And I know you want to get on with the show yeah, now, no, and we have our podcast to do yeah, no, as well. I've, so. I've seen him in plenty of uh, I, I've seen him at plenty in the stand at plenty of uh, camogie matches over the years. So definitely, what you're saying is is very. And he just does it all so um, discreetly and nicely and you know but I know because my daughter was involved with the minors this year um, what he said to them the, the evening he came in was that before the semi-final this year? Yeah. It could have been but I know he he just he engaged with them all they were 
all glued to his words and he just it me it means a lot to us and he's just a gentleman to deal yeah. with. Thanks so much for that folks and thanks for talking to me about the the camogie at the weekend. I know it was an, an epic encounter between the two teams, but look I'll be chatting to you again very soon anyway, before hopefully before the All Ireland. Uh, that was Martin Quilty there and Lillian Hoolahan. I'm gonna take a quick break now and coming up after the break I'm gonna be talking to nine time All Ireland winner Noel Hickey. Range of Skoda vehicles at La Hertz, the home of Skoda in Kilkenny. Full time on KCLOR. With thanks to the full range of Skoda vehicles at Lahards, the home of Skoda in Kilkenny, lahardskoda.ie. Welcome back to Full Time with myself, Sinead Kyo. Now, I'm delighted to be joined on the line by nine-time All-Ireland winner with Kilkenny, Noel Hickey. Uh, Noel is joined on the line with me now to discuss Brian Cody, of course, stepping down as manager after 24 years. Um, Noel, it has to be said, it really is the end of an era. Yeah, good evening to you, Sinead. Um, an end of an era, like, I suppose, Kilkenny people don't know much different than Brian Cody Mansion senior hurling team. Like he's there since 1999, 24 years, and what a record he has. Winning the 11 dollars over them that period of time, like fantastic achievement. And um, I suppose he kind of set the standard from the words. First day he went in there, everyone had to perform to their, to their utmost or they wouldn't be picked. And you kind of knew where you stood with Brian all the years. Yeah, and Noel, like, you know, he was appointed there in 98 and his first year in charge was 99 and then you joined yeah. the senior panel in 2000. So you were actually there, yeah. you know, in the very early days um, as his, his reign yeah. as manager. Could you have ever imagined, Noel, that like this team, the team that you were involved in, in the early 2000s, that they would go on to achieve just so much success, unprecedented? Did you ever, did, did you have that feeling when you first joined? Could you have ever imagined... No, you would like you wouldn't at all. Um, like the first time I can remember, Brian actually was. We played uh, under twenty one. I learned the week after Kenny lost to Carpenter Senior. It was up until more, and we bet Galway. And I remember walking out after the game, just outside the crowd there, and I remember seeing Brian Cody stand there with Johnny Welch, and I'd say he was up kind of watching some of the players that performed that day, and he brought in a good few of us off the team that day, and I was probably lucky. I joined the panel in 2000 and Kilkenny had lost the two previous years all Ireland. So the, the pure hunger that was in the team that year was like, no way were we going to lose again. And we just happened to win that year and lost the following year. We just got great players came at the one time with a great manager and we all just clicked together and just drove on. And between Brian having the hunger and a lot of the players, I think Brian looked towards picking where players that had great hunger, desire, you know, would do anything to win a match and, um, you know, we're just lucky to have great success with him. And Noel, from your point of view, what was he like to play under? Oh, sorry, he was fantastic. Like, um, Brian, like, he, like training was brilliant going training with Brian because the, the hurling would start and he just gave you ad, you know, you could tear into one another, hurl up and down and the training would be very, very hard but enjoyable. Like, I'd always say if you went in training, be it over, even over to Stone Megan, Oxley Kenny, if training wasn't any good or not hard, you wouldn't enjoy it. So training was just, just brilliant in there. And um, I suppose Brian's big thing was, you know, the Friday night before a championship match, he'd give us a team talk that night. And then team talks really set us up for the game on the Sunday then. Like, he was such a brilliant motivator. He knew to go through every player. He'd know the right thing to say to him, just to give him that bit of confidence or whatever, just to get him in the great frame of mind to perform on today. And in general, you know, it always did work. work 
And and Noel was most, I know you mentioned there the Friday, you know, the team had been named yeah. on the Friday, he'd give a, a team talk then. Yeah. And then after that then, like on the day of of a match, let's say an All-Ireland yeah. final, would he kind of let you do your own, a lot of your own decision making out on the field? Or would he leave a lot he of would, it up to yourself? Yeah, yeah, he'd always say that to us, like I suppose, um, you know, they can see so much from the line, but if we think something on the pitch needs to be done, just go and do it. He'd always say, hold what's in front of you. And you kind of give that power to players as well, just make up their own mind. Like you have to hold on instinct. You can't be programmed up the whole time to run here and there. Just hold what's in front of you. And um, again, the day of a match, he would always make a point in the dressing room of going around to every player and subs that on that panel that day, just having a word in their ear, quite a word, not much at all. And then he might just have a few words to the group in general then before we go out. But look, his big thing was he just kept things simple and everyone was just motivated last to win for Kilkenny. It was all about Kilkenny and doing the best for Kilkenny with Brian. And he definitely did that over his tenure with the team. Yeah, Noel, you mentioned the word simple there. And I think that yeah. was, you know, a real part of Cody's philosophy. philosophy yeah. You know, it was just kind of keep it simple. Like, you see a lot of kind of pundits now and they kind of yeah, nearly yeah. try to make hurling out to be almost would, like algebra, you know. But his, I yeah. think what he kind of always seemed to focus on was hard work and spirit. That's it. And like the training we used to do, like um, inside Nolan Park was back when I was there anyway it was the simplest drills but they were done at maximum 100% of your ability the intensity couldn't be any higher like they were just I remember doing the same drills with Dunhamagan back under 12 up in the old Hayden Park and Dunhamagan like in the same drills inside with Kilkenny but just the intensity of them and no matter where you were on the pitch in the training doing a drill or pucking over and back I always said and some of the other players the same you'd always feel Brian was watching you even if you at the other end of the pitch you'd nearly be gee the better not miss this ball now Corey will see me sort of like that you know and even when we're training in January, February if we're doing collective gym sessions over in Kilkenny College whatever we're doing you always give your utmost because you always talk in the back of your head Brian's watching now I have to have to do this right have to do give me best to it all so um, look he was just a great man great manager yeah, that was the thing I think with Brian, wasn't it? Like he mightn't have always said a whole lot, but uh, he was yeah, always, yeah. always, always seemed to be watching anyway. But uh, I was just listening to to Brian Hogan there, Jorn, just um, the last couple of days, and he was yeah. talking about some of his favourite memories of of Brian Cody, and he was talking about the drawn game in uh, twenty twelve uh, with Galway, and you know yeah. after that match, he said that there was kind of um, you know the atmosphere in the dressing room was almost like they had lost, but he just brought them all yeah. into the warm up area and said look, so many young lads around Kilkenny dream of wearing the black and amber. And he said that just yeah. kind of, he's like, you know, just realise realize how lucky that you are and you see, you have an opportunity in three weeks' time now to go out and make that's it, it, you know, put it right. And yeah, that, yeah. that's kind well, of just testament ability, to his, the, yeah. He had the ability just to say the right thing at the right time, just to get lads in the right frame of mind. And that was his big trick, I think, is what he's, he's motivational to get players performing at their top level the day of the big match. You know, even even with Brian, he always he always had to perform. Even for the uh, Welsh Cup game in January, if you're in training session in February, if, if you're only doing running, you had to give your maximum. And when you kind of it's kind of a habit, then every time you talk to us, you give your maximum, no matter what you were doing. And Brian's speaking too was with the club player. Like you had to, he was. If we were on a break with the club, he'd always say to us before we leave, "Which Kenny, you have to perform at your club. No point in playing with Kenny. Playing with Kenny if you don't do it for your club." And like Brian, didn't, it didn't matter what club you were from, being a senior team, 
the junior team, if you're playing well with your club, you would get the chance to, to represent Kilkenny. And he was one of the most fairest people that way, really. That was that's another that's a really good point as well, Noel. Like, you know, it didn't matter what club you came from, it didn't matter no. who your father was, how many All Ireland medals you had. If you were doing well in training, you that had is. an opportunity to play. Oh yeah, and like everyone knew where they stood, like no matter where you're from, and you knew if you were playing well, you'd play. It didn't matter what name you had, as you said, if you weren't playing well, you were on the bench and that was it. And I think lads accepted like I know myself, I was a sub in seven twelve. And you just knew that's the way it is. Like if you're not performing to your max, you're not playing, that's it. But Cody Brian kinda of set that standard, you know, over the years you just have to perform or you'll be keeping the bench warm. <laughs> That's it. Um, and look, before I let you go there, uh, Noel, like, do you think that it was the right decision for him to step away now? Was it the right time, do you think? Yeah, sure. Look, it's hard to know when Brian knows himself. Like, I know he probably knows in his own gosh, it probably, maybe it was time. Like, any player knows himself, it's probably time to go. But look, I was like, I think Brian said it, but after being up at All Ireland and walking out that day, even though we'd lost, I was never as proud of a Kane team. Like, the way they performed in that day, up against, you know, one of the greatest hurling teams ever in Limerick. And to run them to two points, to just the effort and commitment that the players gave, and that was just a real Brian Cody performance, like. And every supporter in me, like, they were just so proud of the team that day. And look at Brian, he owes the Kenny Norton. He's given everything to it. And I'm sure he'll still be, um, you know, he'll still be such a club man. No doubt he'll get back involved with James Stevens. Definitely. Listen, uh, Noel, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you and getting your insight as well. Uh, so thanks so much for coming on to Full Time today. No problem, Sinead. Thanks Thank a million, Noel. Bye uh, now. Bye-bye. That was uh, Noel Hickey there, nine-time All-Ireland winner with Kilkenny. We're going to take a really quick break. Coming up after the break, we're going to be speaking to the legendary Galway man, Cyril Farrell. So stay tuned for that. Full time on KCLOR. With thanks to the full range of Skoda vehicles at La Hearts, the home of Skoda in Kilkenny, lahartsskoda.ie. Full time on KCLOR. With thanks to the full range of Skoda vehicles at La Hearts, the home of Skoda in Kilkenny, lahartsskoda.ie. Welcome back to Full Time with myself, Sinead Keone. Just trying to get Cyril Farrell up on the phone there. But just before we get to Cyril, I just actually want to play out some audio. I had the pleasure of speaking to Brian Cody at the homecoming there uh, just last weekend. And um, I like to think that it might be his very last interview as Kilkenny manager. So here is uh, what Brian Cody had to say at the homecoming last weekend. Brian, you just must be so proud of your players and the courage and the spirit that they showed yesterday. Um, as a Kilkenny man and all Kilkenny people around the county, I think, feel the same way. And I just kind of, the same sentiment is felt really here today in the stadium. Just so proud of, of what they achieved and how close you came to claiming another All-Ireland title. Yeah, well, I suppose, obviously, there's a huge disappointment, first and foremost, because we were in the All-Ireland, obviously, and went up to try and win it, but... We went up against a great Limerick team who have been champions for the past two years. Huge experience. We have a team, I suppose, with a lot of inexperience. Quite a number of them playing their first All-Ireland final. 
and Limerick would have been hot favourites. But I think that what you said about the players is absolutely true. They were outstanding yesterday, their determination, their attitude, their skill, everything they showed about them. They showed everything that you want a team to show, you know, which was determination, guts, the whole thing and all that. And certainly I had nothing but just absolute praise and pride for the team, for the players, and also everybody involved, subs, all the full full panel, extended panel, every player who contributed in any way to trend this year, all played their parts. And, you know, we'd love to have just a few more points on the board and to be coming home in the McCarthy Cup with like a sport and you don't always get what you deserve and that's the way it worked. I know and I was just saying that to someone else like you know all teams put in such an effort throughout the year um, but there can only be one winner you know and uh, but like like all Kilkenny teams you know you're you're gracious in victory and defeat as well uh, but just kind of looking at the beginning of the game uh, you were on the back foot from early on when, when Gerard Hegarty put in that goal uh, you know and you are kind of chasing it then they kind of had that cushion or that buffer which made life very difficult for yourselves Yeah that's for sure I mean that they did have that buffer because the early goal does help us and you know they're talking but again they, it gave them the, the confidence to go ahead and play with the ability that they do have and I suppose that means our players deserve even more credit for the way they fought back and they went six points up Limerick did and we kept coming back we drew a level um, didn't get to go ahead but then they went five up again and we pulled it back and two in and that's a finish and we were still fighting to try and get up to get up in that, that winning score but look like I said and like you said yourself it's sport and it's always going to be cruel for one team and the winners will go home with everything and we've been fortunate over the years to be in that position as well but look like I said such a young team they can grow from this learn from this again valuable experience from it and certainly no reason why that's to go back again and, and take on the challenge. Yeah, and Brian, when you look at the score that was racked up there yesterday and yourselves scoring 226 on any other year, that'd win it for you. But it just goes to show the standard that Hurling is at at the moment. Yeah, no, that's for sure. You know, a huge score not to win. You know, many times yeah. other fans have been won with much lesser score than that. So look, again, the top of the quality of the opposition. And all we can do is say, well done and congratulate Limerick because they have, you know, just won three irons in a row. And for that, no ordinary team does that. And they're, they're a very, very, very good team. So unfortunately, we were on the receiving end yesterday. But at the end, same token... A lot of people were surprised that we were there. And so the team has really progressed and grown this year. Absolutely. Listen, Brian, thanks so much for, for your time um, and for all the time that you've given KCLR throughout the year as well. And like I said, uh, well done on, on a great performance yesterday and hard luck not to get over the line. Thanks very much. That was, of course, the legendary Brian Cody there. Now, from one legend to another, I am delighted to be joined on the line now by a Galway legend who led them to multiple All-Ireland titles, Cyril Farrell. Cyril, thanks so much for joining us on Full Time today. How are you keeping? Good, no, can't complain. Good, good. Um, you know, as you would have expected, Cyril, uh, down here in, in Kilkenny, we've been we've been talking um, a lot over the last couple of days about Brian Cody and the legacy uh, that he has left behind uh, after managing uh, Kilkenny for 24 years. Um, I, I'm sure, you know, you'll join in on those kind of tributes to Brian Cody as well. A really special manager. Ah, oh, yeah, unreal. Look, a legend in his own time and you know, the, the honesty of effort that he put into each team and it showed in each team, like, they all fought on their backs for him, like, and, uh, you know, 
like, like, like he had to retire sometime, but, and yet when it came, it's a shock. Like, but, you know, everyone else is going to be in his shadow. Like, you know, you can't beat what he has done. Like, and, you know, like I suppose the testament is that all the great players he put through his hands, like, they all played on their backs for him. Like, they never gave, you know, Kilkenny became kind of, uh, we, when we'd be playing them, we'd recognise, like, you nearly have to be over the field before you'd be sure that you'd beat them. And and was that the case that they were the benchmark for every other county ah, meeting, no sir? They were the benchmark, yeah. Even now with this good Limerick team, they're still, like, Kilkenny are still the benchmark. And they've been the benchmark for so many years, especially under Brian. Like, you know what you're going to get. You got you got the same thing every day. They never failed to turn up. That was the big thing. And, like, especially on the big day, they're very hard to beat. Like, and even again, the all final, I thought they played out their skins. And, like, at the end of the day, they're only beaten by two points. And Cyril, like, you know, we've been, like I said, we've been talking about Brian uh, so much over the last couple of days and talking about the legacy that he leaves behind in Kilkenny. But what kind of a mark do you think that he leaves on hurling as a sport? Well, I was just going to say that, like, it just isn't Kilkenny. It, it, it's hurling and it's sport in general. Like, he leaves a fantastic legacy. He, feel, he, he leaves like that, well, like, you know, playing Kilkenny, like, uh, you know, if they got a belt, they went down, they got up, there was no complaints. He never complained about the referee. He never complained about, say, when he'd be missing players, he'd say, well, I have 15 in the Kilkenny jersey, that does me. Like, and that's, you know, this this kind of honesty, kind of, you know, complete dedication, complete application. Like, what he gave the team, the team gave him back in, in spades, like, and that's how they were so hard to beat. Like, you got the same honesty of effort in, in every team, regardless of who was playing, who was in the Kilkenny jersey. And, you know, Cyril, we talk a lot about, uh, you know, the success of of the team and, you know, bringing home 11 All-Ireland titles to Kilkenny under Brian Cody. But it's not just the success. I think it's the values that he he leaves behind yeah, as well. You know, you spoke about yeah. it there. Every time Kilkenny took to the field, they absolutely emptied the tank for him. Yeah, well, he wasn't alone that he made uh, the boys better hurlers, but he also made them better people. You know what I mean? In their in their own walk of life, and to go on and say coach other teams and spread the gospel of hurling, say all around the country. Like he is, he like he's what he has left him. Like he's a legacy, and like you can see it ingrained. What he gave, you can see it ingrained in them. Like, and that's what you want to do as a coach. So okay, the hurling, but you want to make them better people as well. And go on and fulfil their 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 ambitions in life, whatever that ambition may be. And go on to be better people. Really, that's that's what he's left behind them. That's the thing as well. Like, um, you know, there was never any egos in that team. Despite all of the success, you know, there was never any egos. And, and that's, I think, that's another way that he left his mark on those yeah, players. Well, see, he, he didn't have any ego himself. He won so much and he'd be recognised in anywhere he went tonight. But that, that wasn't his game or that, that's what he wasn't there for. So he had no ego and he made sure that none of the players had won either. He kept them all on the same level, which is hard enough to do when you're winning everything. You're bound to have stars. OK, you'll have extra stars on your team. But he kept them all at the same level. They all did the same work and he never actually praised anyone above the rest. He, it was always a team with him. Cyril, I have to ask you, you know, the attention now is obviously turning to who Brian Cody's successor may be. And, you know, Henry Shefflin would, would appear to be the natural successor. But how are the Galway public feeling about that speculation? Well, no one's the Galway public here. They would love to hold on to Henry for at least another year anyway, because like, he's doing a fantastic job. They're all very happy, like you'd have to say, he got a great twist out of the team this year and kind of going place. They'd be hoping that he doesn't go off now. Look, at he's eventually going to wind back up in Kilkenny, but they'd be hoping here in God that won't be for this year coming anyway. Now, look, Kilkenny will have their own way of, of, you know, promoting those within the game. You have a lot of lads down there that have done a lot of work with developing squads and underage teams that have been successful. So it'll be interesting, but whoever gets it, like <laughs> you have big boots to, to, to fill, like, you know, and you won't be able to fill Brian's boots. You'll, you'll, they'll just have to do their own thing. But again, they'll be judged. After a while, they'll be judging his success and it won't be that easy.
No, it definitely won't be easy. And that was something else that I wanted to ask you as well, Sarah. Like there is a lot of pressure on inter-county managers. There's always been a lot of pressure on on managers um, of any inter-county team to deliver. But I think especially now in, in 2022, you know, we've seen a lot of oustings and a lot of play, yeah. a lot of managers kind of stepping down. Um, you know, it's it's not an easy job by any means, is it? No, and like in Kilkenny, it isn't that when you get the team, you'll be expected to deliver a title every year in Kilkenny. That is the expectancy and that's the standard that he's left. Like, you know, so that's what's there before you. Whoever goes in, you'll be expected to deliver. And if you don't win all Ireland, well, it's not really a success. Like, that's, that's the way it is there. Like, so, you know, and as you say, you can see around the country between hurling and football, there must be 10 or 12 managerial vacancies at the moment. That's the thing. Um, well, listen, Cyril, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you and, and getting your insight. Thanks so much for, for um, joining us on local radio down here in KCLR. Uh, and sure, hopefully we'll be chatting to you again very soon. OK, no problem. Pleasure is mine. Thanks Bye. very much. Uh, that was the, the legend that is Cyril Farrell, uh, former Galway manager, of course. I'm going to take a quick ad break now and coming up after the break, we're going to be talking all things local club hurling down in Carlow. Full time on KCLOR. For thanks to the full range of Skoda vehicles at La Hearts, the home of Skoda in Kilkenny, lahartskoda.ie. Full time on KCLOR. For thanks to the full range of Skoda vehicles at La Hearts, the home of Skoda in Kilkenny, lahartskoda.ie. Welcome back to Full Time with myself, Sinead Kyo. Now, there is lots of action in the Carlo Senior Hurling Championship at the weekend. Joining me to talk all things Carlo GAA is the county's PRO, Jar Doyle. Jar, how are you keeping? I'm um, very well, Sinead. Thanks very much. Good, good. Jar, long time no speak. Um, I know that recently your your own club uh, celebrated 75 years, uh, Clonmore. You must have been very proud uh, to be part of, of such a great club and those celebrations. Yeah, no, that was a wonderful afternoon we had on, on Saturday. Um, uh, you know, it's obviously a, a major landmark in the history of the club to reach 75 years, and we were very proud to celebrate it. And we very um, nice ceremony. We, all, we unveiled a commemorative stone in honour of our past and present members. We played a match against the Carlos Senior County Champions, Rad Philly. Um, we had a great turnout of our members uh, past and present uh, and people even found their members, uh, people who were around and there wasn't many uh, people still around that are 75 years on but there's a few people who remember yeah. the club being founded and the excitement uh, that took her, took over at the time I can um, imagine, so yeah. Them there as well. Yeah, and like, you know, a club is just so special to people, isn't it, as well? Because you're there oh, from, yeah. from a child and you'll be there till till the very end uh, with your club. Absolutely. Uh, it's so true for our club anyway, and I suppose every GA club is the same. It's the heart of the community. And uh, we're, we're based um, between Hackerstown and Clonmore and those communities um, support us hugely, you know, in every way, at, both by attending our matches and supporting us and also financially by supporting our club Lotto which has allowed us to develop our grounds to be I would say one of the best in the county you know and um, you know it was immaculate now on Saturday fair play to the lads who who prepared the grounds for the occasion it was looking spectacular now and uh, the whole uh, celebration went off really well very positive and 
It was great to be able to yeah. have it. And I don't, we're not probably finished celebrating. We probably have <laughs> some, some more, hopefully, between now and the end of the year. Ah, no harm, sure. We were we were kept quiet for long enough with uh, with the pandemic, so no harm uh, continuing those celebrations. But, um, George, well, just... just once, uh, the year, once the year passes, that's it. Like the 75th anniversary is finished. So, well, that's the thing. Know, this, that's the you, thing. You might as well celebrate while you can. Yeah. Um, just to chat a little bit about uh, the Carlos Senior Hurling Club Championship then we know who the semi-finalists are going to be and we know the pairings as well. So it's going to be uh, Mount Leinster Rangers taking, taking on Bagnellstown Gales and St Mullins then are going to be playing Ballon Killen. So we're really getting to the business end of the championship now, Jar. Yeah, the two most watering clashes there. Um, I suppose the big story in this year's championship has been the emergence of Bagnellstown Gales as a force and they have rightfully found their way to the semi-final and uh, now, obviously, they're up against it with um, the, the draw against Mount Leinster Rangers. Um, but they've been progressing and improving throughout the championship. And um, they played very well in other matches against, uh, you know, St Mullins and Ban Killen in the last both of those by small margins. Um, so they're gaining confidence and they're very they're uh, young, enthusiastic team. Some really good players there. Um, you know, like the county players there, Jack McCullough. Uh, and Craig, former county player Craig Doyle and lots of good players throughout the team and um, they're they're giving a great account of themselves it's great yeah. to see a new club emerging onto the scene as a, as a force in Carla Hurling Definitely Jar and plenty of youth there as well and we have those semi-finals as I mentioned to look forward to next weekend and then the following weekend am I right the finals will be played Sorry the following final Sunday, yeah. Yeah, the yeah. following Sunday the county final will be on yeah, in, in Network Scullin Park and uh, yeah, it'd be interesting to see like the second match there. Just to, to, to not pass over, this is this is really going to be very close. Uh, Ballinkillen and Saint Mullins, and um, Saint Mullins have been one of the top teams in the country for the last good few years. But Ballinkillen have re-emerged this year after being in the final two years ago. They've got their act together this year again, and they're, they're playing really well. And um, they actually beat Saint Mullins in the group stage, so um, that's going to be a very very interesting see what the outcome of that game will be. Again, absolutely super players on both sides and um, lots of youth coming through on both sides as well. Very good. um, That that should be a very exciting game. Very hard to call um, what way it will go. Just before I let you go there, Ger, because I'm almost running out of time, but just before I let you go, I do want to mention the football. The launch is taking place uh, this Wednesday for the the club, um, sorry, for the football club championship. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Um, the Michael Ling Motors Senior Football Championship and the Talbot Hotel uh, Intermediate Junior A, Junior B and Junior C Championships are being launched on Wednesday evening starting at 7 o'clock in Netflix Cullen Park where we've invited all the captains of the teams in so there's, there's about 40 different teams involved so it's going to be a photo of all the various groupings and we'll, we've also invited the sponsors to come along so it's a great opportunity for uh, the media to meet the players, get their interviews, get their photographs done in advance of the, the championship starting. And it's a very cordial affair. And uh, the lads, like before the battle starts, they're able to mingle and have a chat and see how their preparations are going. And uh, it's a great opportunity again for the sponsors to get some exposure and for the sponsors of the actual individual clubs themselves uh, who did have on their jerseys get their photos uh, into the media and so on. So yeah. 
it's a good night. Please God, the weather will be fine. It'll be on the pitch yeah. in Network Cullen Park. Brilliant and stuff. I'd like to thank the sponsors there, Michael Ling Motors and Talbot Hotel uh, for sponsoring the championships. And likewise, JJ Cavanagh Sons, who sponsor all the hurling championships. We really appreciate their support. Yeah, it's it's something now that we're all looking forward to now, just to seeing the uh, the, the football club championship starting back. But listen, Jar, thanks so much for joining me. Um, and uh, no doubt we'll be talking again soon. Uh, that was uh, Jar Doyle there. He's the uh, PRO for Carlo GAA. I'm going to have to leave it there. Thanks so much for tuning in over the last hour. Hopefully you enjoyed the show. Own Kerry is up next for Fully Loaded. But right now I'm going to take a break. Then it's the news and then you'll be joined by the lovely Own Kerry. I'll chat to you again soon. Full time on KCLOR. With thanks to the full range of Skoda vehicles at Lahards, the home of Skoda in Kilkenny, lahartskoda.ie.